The following is based on true events. Names have been changed in order to protect all involved. This is Roger O'Day. Hi, Roger. This is Randall Collins, Director of Admissions at Rober. How are you doing today? Good. I'm glad to hear. We reviewed the request moving your son Bruce's start date to next Monday. However, classes won't be in session due to a new statewide test being issued, so his start date wouldn't be until Tuesday, November 4th. I can confirm we will have a room available and his class schedule ready on this date. Does this work for you? Yes, this is perfect, Randall. My wife will be accompanying him out to the Institute this week then. I swear, Nick's texts were like these godsends getting me through public freaking high school. Miss you already, Bruce Lee. Call me when you get home, action star. Just call me Lee Willis already. I'll take them both. We'll call you when I get out of the shower. I text it back and clicking send. Hey, Bruce, do you have a sec? Oh, sure. What's up? We've noticed your grades have been suffering for quite some time now, and you've mentioned you're not happy at Santa Lopez. Have you heard of Rober? The Christian Science Boarding School? Yes. Your mom and I have been talking for a while now, and we've decided to enroll you. You will be starting next Tuesday. What? But, but this is the first time I've heard about this. Robur is a better school than Santa Lopez. You will flourish being around other Christian scientists. I wanted to disappear. I thought about replying the way I'd been programmed to, like every other robotic teen with those instructions, parents, society slap on your back. Go with the flow and be agreeable. But I was a human in the end, and I couldn't help it if my gut feelings kicked in. That's literally only a week away. It'll help with your grades, sweetie. And, and you'll be happier, too. And we know how unhappy you are at Santa Lopez. <laughs> well, uh, listen to this. I talked with a tennis coach, and it sounds like you will be playing the number one position on their team. Your team. <laughs> but, but, but I want to stay here. I'd rather be playing water polo. You are much better at tennis than water polo. Isn't Robur on a different planet, like Alabama or something? Illinois, sweetie. It's just a plane ride away. No, no, I, I'm not going. We feel it's the best option for you. Is it? Listen, you'll meet all kinds of wonderful people. Your mom and I met at class instruction, you know. <laughs> Guess I can thank Christian Science for bringing me into this awesome world, then. Where are you going? You just got home. I'm going for a walk to think. Bye. Oh, and Bruce, Mom and I talked, and she will be driving you out to Chicago, leaving Thursday. Tomorrow will be your last day at Santa Lopez. Fantastic. <laughs> 
Everything I ever dreamed of. I did the only thing I could think of. Hello? Hey. Stephanie? Hi, Bruce. So, that extra room you mentioned? The one I could stay in? Yes, I remember. You think I could move in tonight? This is quite the request, Bruce. Did something happen between you and your parents? (sighs) Yeah, they enrolled me in this Christian science boarding school. My mom is driving me there in two days. I'm really sorry to hear about that, Bruce. Have you told them that you don't want to go? No, I, I, I can't. I know this will be hard for you to hear, but you should tell them how you really feel. Can you do that for me, sweetheart? Yeah, Uh, I'll I'll talk to them. Get a good night's rest. We can talk about this. Say, tomorrow at lunch? Call me then with an update. I'll see what I can do for you. Sound like a plan? Yeah, Uh, okay. I thought being in the closet was as alone as I could get. I was wrong. Being sent to an out-of-state Christian science boarding school was another wham. And I'm not referring to the band. Sorry, Mr. Cole. Leave your... I wanted to talk with Kirsten, too. But things were still weird between us. It was like Will and Grace going through a friendship break. What can I say? I'm a guy and I was in this new fantasy routine. I had no one to blame but... Nick. Call me selfish, but I wanted more than his tongue down my throat that infamous night. As I took a break from packing, I imagined him at the foot of my bed in his Speedo. I'm in mine. We reek of chlorine and sweat. He crawls on top of me and we rub each other's... Bruce? Yes, My mom opening the door did happen. Thankfully, I had a beach towel on my Oscar the Rouch pillow for cover. Yes, 16 and still drooling on puppets that teach kids how to count. Mom! Oh, sorry. One sec. Uh, come in. Uh, sorry. How, how are you doing, sweetheart? Fine, I guess. What is it? I got you something. I saw that Robert has a team, in case you want to play. I know how much you love water polo. Thanks, Mom. It's been a long day. I should, you know... Oh, right. You're busy packing. Good night, honey. My mom supported me playing water polo, but my dad didn't. There was no way I was going to this new school. Just a few of the avenues my mind circled around that night. I drove by Nick's house that night like I was Mark Wahlberg stalking Reese Witherspoon in fear. As I drove by, I noticed their garage was open. I just wanted to tell him everything. Nick, his back to me, was talking with his mom. 
She looked like Paris Hilton was holding this hip swirly glass with some dark red liquid in it. Cranberry juice? I suddenly wished I hadn't driven there like some loon. Abort mission, Bruce. And that's when I hit a pothole. They had to have seen me. Ugh. As Nick and I texted that night, I found out the real reason he didn't answer my call. He was scrubbing his Adonis blessed... Okay, he was showering. And he even started watching Queer as Folk, which yours truly introduced him to. I realized I was a beacon of shining light in some Abercrombie poster boy's life. I took that as a win. Nick and I met at the tennis courts before what was supposedly my last day at Santa Lopez. My heart skipped all the beats when he walked up, cigarette in mouth. He led me into this area surrounded by bushes, no one in sight, and school didn't start for another hour and a half. Sure you okay with us doing this? Oh yeah, Miss Hightower can go ride a broomstick. Is that how nerds joke? By using fantasy references? It was hot. Steamy. With a side of dreamy. But the countdown to Robur was in the back of my mind. I had to tell him. Nick, uh, I need to tell you something. My parents... Hold that thought. You mind if I do something? Uh... Was he seriously adjusting my posture right now? <laughs> win in Rome. Or win behind the Santa Lopez tennis courts. There. Sorry, that was bugging me for the longest time. My dad would always say, Don't walk with your back, hunch, Nicholas. I've never met your dad, Nicholas. I don't usually like it when people call me that. Oh, yeah. No, I don't have to. You can be an exception. The only exception. So my dad, he... <sighs> died. I didn't know what to say. So I grabbed his hand. The way he couldn't meet my eyes, his lips quivered, it seemed like this was hard for him to talk about. I saw this vulnerability in him. Uh, I'm so sorry, Nick. Thanks. It happened over the summer. He was 41. Young, huh? Yeah. He waved the cigarette at me like Leo tempting Rose at the below-deck dance party. Tempt me like that, and you've won me over. Obviously. You smoke? Oh, all the time. I looked at it like I was trying to differentiate between a pregnancy test and tampon. But think more embarrassing for a guy, you know? He handed it to me. So I grabbed it. <coughs> I would have never guessed that you smoked. <laughs> <laughs> My therapist hates that I do it, but she understands it helps me cope. I'd appreciate if you didn't tell anyone I have a therapist. Your, your secret's safe with me. Taking it to my grave. Oh, there was something you wanted to tell me. Sorry. He was asking me this now, after telling me his dad died this past summer, and the secret romance we had going for us, I didn't want it to end. 
Oh, just wanted to say you look really good today. Really? Yeah. So, what are you going to do about it? He took his jacket and shirt off, then ran a finger down my chest. I reciprocated, stuck my tongue down his throat. I was slower at removing my jacket and shirt, so I immediately pulled him down to the ground. My tongue explored his stomach, muscle, chest, neck. You're so fucking hot, Bruce. Ditto. Ditto, huh? Are we like five? Um, maybe. And then he went there. He played with my belt buckle like an unneutered pup ready to pounce and hump anything and everything. Then he reached his hand. I think I felt a twig go up my ass. Really? Hey, my mom's in the city by now. Let's go to my house. First period doesn't start for another hour and 15. Really? Uh, yeah, okay. like the stew of emotions that had been simmering for years was finally uncovered as we made our way to the floor and stripped to our underwear. What? You okay? You're my first. But I was for sure you and Phoebe did it back in the 8th grade. 8th grade? Are you crazy? And Phoebe, she's, she's pretty, but you're perfect. Cool, bro. Since my audiometer turns up whenever I'm bombarded with compliments, I just thanked him with a kiss. He brought his hands around to my backside and pulled my underwear down. My heart felt like it was beating a mile a minute. You okay? Yeah. It's just... I've never been with anyone before either. Then let me be here first. I'd like a man who takes charge. He then proceeded to push me to the ground, and then... You think I kiss and tell? Well, fine. We went to third base, and he did allude to murdering me if I said anything, which I was still processing as we drove back. Okay, well, he didn't quite say murder, but something along those lines. And remember, we can't tell anyone about this cross my heart hope to don't nerd that wasn't nerdy freak he smiled then nodded at the door no kiss goodbye as a few teenage gazelles were now arriving for their mandatory brain expanding back by the tennis courts after dropping me off he drove to the main parking lot alone As I walked through the baseball field to first period, alone, I couldn't help but hate that we were keeping this a secret. It felt like I was taking a step back into the closet I had already wasted so much of my life in. Little a over sine big A equals little b over sine b equals... So nice of you to join us. Especially on your last day, Bruce. God, this woman. I kept my head down and sat near the back. 
Sorry, Miss Hightower. Quiet, everyone. The next person who talks will see me in detention. I looked over at Kirsten. It was hard to read her. If this was my last day, I'd regret not making amends with her. If I could just text Phone. her. Phone. Now, Bruce. Kirsten. Unclear whether she heard me or not. Shit. I'd ignore me too. The way I'd been acting. Can I please have my phone back, Miss Hightower? I just found out about the boarding school last night and I need to have it in case my parents call me. Last day of school or not, you know my policy. You'll have it back by the end of the day today. But... So, boarding school. Why? To help fix my attitude, I guess. A different school won't fix that. That's something you have to fix on the inside. No shit. I'd survived potentially one of my last interactions ever with the math witch, Miss Hightower. Drone on about sign and blah, blah, blah. So I was looking forward to English. Plus, I had a seat in front of my... Boyfriend? Secret boyfriend? Uh, secret boyfriend kind of has a nice ring to it, actually. Yo. Yo. That one's reserved for Phoebe. I always sit here. Since you're leaving us for military school, why don't you park elsewhere? I looked to Nick for help, but he didn't meet my eyes. I guess we weren't behind the tennis courts or in his empty mansion anymore. Well, Joel... People don't park. Smartass. Cars do. Is that your pickup line, nerd? Daddy teach you how to pick up girls? Yo, Phoebe. Excuse me. I'd like to sit there. Sure. Uh, Have at this empty seat. Can you move? I didn't even bother looking to Nick for help because he was being a total... (sighs) I looked at Kirsten back of the room. She couldn't meet my eyes either. Everybody sucked. I sat near the front, away from friendship breaks, secret boyfriends, and whoever else wanted to life-suck any joy I could percolate. So, Bruce, where are you off to? Flaming butt-cheek city. (laughs) Mr. Clover, I'll see you in detention after class. Can't. Jam Calf Festival's tonight, Mr. Lindo. Tomorrow, then. Mark your calendar. Bruce, see me end of day. (laughs) Kirsten, you okay? Yeah, great. I felt like such an asshole. I was the reason Kirsten was crying. Being a horrible friend, running away, leaving all this forever, sounded nice then. I hope you were all able to finish Catcher in the Rye. Any thoughts? Nick? Uh, pass. Yes, Bruce. I think Salinger is aligning happiness with ambiguity because he's arguing that it's the most fleeting emotion there is. What do you think Salinger's definition of happiness is? 
Happiness is most potent when Holden loses himself in purity and the present. The experience of now, like with his innocent sister riding that carousel. It's gone in a flash when he mentions his parents. People who have tainted Holden with their ideologies and wants. Very good. Yo, here you leaving for military school, bro. Hey, Gage. Not... Not quite military school. What about us playing doubles together? I can't play with Tommy. He's such an ass kisser. You and Tommy will kill it. Damn. We would have had a chance at sectionals this year, but would you leave? I'm sure you guys will do great without me, Gage. Hey, but seriously, are there going to be some bodacious babes at military school? I totally watched that copy of Fast Times at Ridgemont High you lent me. Get the reference. Yes, there will be girls there, I'm I'm sure. Cue that Motley Crue song. Love Motley Crue, bro. So, uh, when should we celebrate with my little friend Mary Jane? I, uh, uh, I think I might be allergic to weed. Oh, dude. No worries. You going to the Jam Cat Festival tonight? Heard your water polo buds are putting on a show. Nick and Joel pass out all these flyers. What's that about? I don't know, Gage. That's more for the popular kids, isn't it? What I mean is, you're popular, and I'm not. Tubular! (laughs) Hey, I'll text you. Later, bud. Bud. Bud, bud, get it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Hey, Nick. You have a minute? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that you're leaving? Well, I might not be. What does that mean? It means I'm trying to find a way to stay. So you're not going to boarding school? I'm trying to stay with a friend. You're running away from home? Have you told your parents that you don't want to go? Can we please not talk about them or any of this? Why don't you want to talk about it? Because they're forcing me to go to this goddamn boarding school because they think I'll do better academically around Christian scientists. And I'll be happier. Whatever. It's what they want. They don't give a shit about me. That's not true. You should tell them how you feel. I can't. Why? I'm afraid, I guess. Just let me figure it out, okay? Okay. Listen. I'm struggling with how you're treating me, like in English class. Would you rather everyone know that we suck each other off? Depends what kind of sucking you're talking here. Above the belt or below? I've got this image to uphold, okay? And you... You wouldn't step foot in these hallways if everyone found out you're a puffer. Puffer? Joel teach you that one? British Entertainment, actually. I started watching Queer as Folk, the UK version. Oh, right. That show I introduce you to. You're welcome. What I'm trying to say is our lives would change for the worse, Bruce. Fine. Let me make it up to you. Want to do lunch? Sure. Uh, We could go somewhere? Hell yeah. Let's do it. Please stop dancing like that. But God created raging hormonal teens, right? 
and Nick and I were good again, so I grabbed his waist. He didn't seem to mind. His joystick was rebooting. That smile lit up my heart, and his hands grazed my stomach and down to... The fuck? Oh, hey, Joel. I pulled away faster than Rose leaving a life of riches for Leo. Then naturally, I drew the attention to me. Adjust my pants a bit, do a little dance. You guys were... Practicing for tonight. You performing at the festival, ball boy? No, he's not. What I meant was, I was just showing Nick some moves since I got more moves than JT. Well, why don't you perform with us? We need a fifth anyways. Oh, I have to pack. And I'm washing my dog. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? Oreo, he gets into gopher holes. He likes them. Did you know gophers can spread monkeypox? Gotta brush his teeth, even. <laughs> it's a lot. Weird. Just make your parents wash him. So see you both at lunch for rehearsal. Wait, I thought we weren't rehearsing until after school. We need to practice more, bro. You can make it, can't you? Yeah, I'll be there. Hey, why aren't you guys in class? Cupid's Arrow was created, produced, edited, and written by Eddie Gaspard. Artwork designed by Shay Ricketts. Starring Aaron Crennan, Jake Clements, Kareem Ferguson, Emily Torres, Mackenzie Trent, Temi Elfasi, Susanna Kim, Grant Graceheiber, Victor Torres, Chase Clements, and Joshua Myers. Cupid's Arrow is a production of Eddie Gaspard Productions.